0: connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P. This week's episode of the Nine Nine podcast is brought to you by One Sonic. If you're looking for a gift for the music lover in your life, head over to Onesonic.com to pick up something in their Christmas sale. Onesonic has got all the discounts and all their products, including the ANC headphones, Bluetooth speakers and wireless earbuds. So, for the music lover in your life, that's Onesonic.com and get all your Christmas shopping done and dusted. That's Onesonic.com. Hello, hello and welcome to the Niall and Nine podcast. It is part two of our best of 2021. Oh, crack the knuckles there. Now uh, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Andrea, how are you? I'm Niall and this is Andrea and we're about to talk about the best songs of 2021. I'm
2: good. I don't like knuckle cracking. Um, it was an accidental one. Uh, okay.
0: We'll, we'll let it go. I hate yeah, it too. I hate it's a, it. It's a, it's a weird oh, thing. and I hate. You know when people,
2: people do, do it. it where they pull their finger instead of, oh, oh no, I'm sorry, no. I'm actually, I'm actually this is like really sorry. It's like the kind
0: of ASMR that just freaks me out. <laughs> I'm
2: really sorry for bringing that up. Um, okay. Other than that, I'm we'll doing We'll be cracking well.
0: the knuckles of, 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 of pop music today, but not very nice. Not a, not <laughs> <laughs> but only in a way that makes total sense yeah. to us and we don't have to hear the actual cracking of, of mm. knuckles. But yeah, we did uh, albums of of the year last year. This uh, this episode is all about songs of the year, so we'll be picking ten each, and maybe some crossover as well. And uh, just you know, kind of talking about our, our favorite music of the year, favorite tracks of the year. I think like albums can be so difficult sometimes to distill into a mm. list. Where songs sometimes feel more personal, and I always like those song lists where it's kind of like. Here's what Mm -hmm. I liked.
2: I think songs can be a bit easier because while an album might be brilliant, you mightn't revisit very often. But I think the best songs of the year are probably the songs you've listened to most. Whereas the best albums of the year might not necessarily be that, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think we only have one. It's always that thing, especially. Don't we?
0: yeah yeah we do but we will get to that um, it's probably soon. pretty
2: obvious <laughs> um
0: it's <laughs> um, yeah I, I think look a lot of these choices will probably be pretty obvious for anyone who's listened to the yeah. podcast this year and thank you for listening to uh, this uh, this episode and many others this year we really appreciate your uh shout outs on your on the spotify wrapped and all that kind of stuff but really it's about you know the personal relationship between ourselves and yourselves um, I know you can hear everything we're saying, and I can hear you respond. Yes, um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's patreon.com forward slash 909. we nine. We're actually running, you know, the that's the, the that's the Patreon, that's the community membership. And if you want to support us, uh, uh our Discord is currently running an end of year it's poll hopping. as well. And not only that, I think we spent. I I mean I'm. Andre, I'm surprised you're even able to talk about <laughs> albums or songs oh, today because all I've been getting from you today succession is uh, Succession memes
2: and Jesus. links. It's so been absolutely full of that on the Discord, in the Discord as well. In the, in the Taskmaster <laughs> chat, which is now just kind of television generally. Oh, yeah. Great, great Succession insights. Also, just like people sharing. Sorry, I am eating a mince pie. Um, People sharing that, yes, that it is gigs the season. are like being cancelled or rescheduled or something very handy for that sort of thing just, yeah it's a great community I
0: found that very handy as well because it's 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 a, a wild well, well west at the moment in terms of gig mm. rescheduling and what's happening and there are things happening but it is hard to figure out what is exactly yeah. happening because it's my the world. goal posts are changing all the time still even now like 14 to December is when we're recording this and you we just don't know I didn't even I love trying to do a gig guide this week and I really mm. still don't 100% know what's on so um, with that in mind, the only thing we know that for certain our, our, our end of yes. year lists are in, um, we've got songs of 2021 to talk about. Uh, Andrea, I'm going to give you the opening okay. track um, and we'll go from okay. there.
2: So last week, I think I sort of, I was a bit of a chicken and I didn't really do things in order. This week I picked an order. So starting with my number 10, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this correctly. It's Burial which Dark them um, and <laughs> I really struggle with that word, I'm sorry.
0: Get yep, isn't that's it? That's
2: exactly it.
0: Yeah. Dark it's gets an 70. easy word. Okay, let's hear about it. No of reason that, why I shouldn't we? be able to We <laughs> must shout this nation with the
1: power.
2: that's burial with that song um, this is a song in two parts I think it's it's nine oh it's, it's exactly ten minutes long um which is actually nice and round I appreciate that um yeah so it's very much kind of a song in two parts that part there kicks in and about like starts building up at about five minutes so I'm kind of I'm more focusing on the second half of the song here um because I think it sort of it points to a real sincerity in Burial that emerges from time to time. Like if you think of Come Down to Us from Rival Dealer, which is like his best song. Um, And I think that's really present here with that, you know, repetitive voice kind of preaching about the power of love. And I think, you know, Burial is obviously like a masterful producer, like a genuinely groundbreaking artist in what he does. But it's, it's kind of when he moves into that realm of like kind of, sincerity and kind of heart-wrenching harmonies and just these messages of kindness and also of social justice in in those two songs as well that I just think he has the the ability to just completely tear your heart apart you know and he's always used brilliantly in like Alan, uh, Adam Curtis uh, documentaries as well like he's a massive massive fan of him and his his music is quite vi- like it lends itself quite well to kind of vi- visual um art in that way and and kind of because of that and because that's where I kind of discovered his music I find him to be like a very visual sort of uh artist and I just love this I really love this track um I'd kind of forgotten about it when I revisited it because I remember loving it when it came out but like like anything that's 10 minutes long you know like you, you just it's not necessarily one of these that you revisit a lot but I did over the past couple of weeks and was like, yeah, this this makes sense to me. Um, to be one of the best songs of the year. And today he announced a new EP Anti Dawn, which will be released in January. It's five tracks, which is um track wise the longest, you know, piece we've gotten from him in a long time. Um doesn't have a running time, but you'd imagine five burial tracks would probably be n- It says forty four minutes. Oh, is it? forty-four so, minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. an album, really. Yeah, you know, so, that yeah, is an album. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, really, really excited for that. Um announced it with a picture of him with a mask in the snow and um showed it to my partner and he was like, I think that's like the second burial picture in existence. So very exciting. Um but yeah, love I really, really love this song. I'd I'd give it the full ten minutes because when it does do that kind of switch up halfway through, it's just this kind of gorgeous, euphoric feeling. And yeah, I love it. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of some of the uh late 80s, early 90s kind of like rave mm-hmm. tunes as well, which is like Burial can often do um that kind of uh channel that kind of vibe as well, like kind of like the early prodigy almost yep. as well in terms of its sound and and yeah again like it's such he's such a a, a visionary singular artist and how he constructs his music that uh, no matter what he does it always sounds like mm. Burial and I think I do have a song that sounds a little bit like Burial that comes up in a while uh, mm. much more uh, regular in terms of production yeah. but uh, i'd love it does, to one of the reasons i like the song so much is uh, which i'll play in a while is because mm-hmm. of that i'd love so, to do an
2: episode uh, maybe yeah, next year on burial because i think once or twice i've I, when when i was really going through a period of like discovering his music i'd like texted you and been like what's this he's doing here because i don't i don't have the language to talk about electronic music at all and you you obviously do and i'd be like what's this little trick he's doing here and why does this sound like this so i'd love to like just sit down with somebody who knows burial and also knows like how this kind of production works and just get a fucking crash course <laughs> cuz i think with with the, like if you understand how burial makes music you can probably like unlock the secrets of basically all electronic music it's sort of like learning how to play Chopin it's like it's all there <laughs> it's like the more complicated stuff it's yeah
0: doing, it's like yeah. those YouTube videos that are just like you know you you I know you like the ones about mm. songwriting but like this ones great ones about dance production as well actually the guy from Disclosure has, I've seen mm. a good few of his in terms of like that detailed next level like clean production okay. stuff but also like knowing what to do because mm. I think I think the problem not the problem but like I think the unique issue when somebody is making electronic music is you're playing with plugins and like you're playing with interfaces and stuff like that so it's not in automatically intuitive Mm. i think watching people like that sometimes you you kind of understand what when the how they've got Mm. to the next level and the level of intuitive they have about their instruments which are you know mostly digital Mm. instruments and and uh yeah i think i I, I think that's what i love so much
2: about burial is that like e- even though he is working in that same world in ne- you, you never feel like you're working with like presets in a program or anything you know there's a there's a great kind of earthiness and a groundedness to to the to the work that he makes because of everything he does with those samples and how he manipulates music and just makes it sound so of the real world as well it's it's incredible Anyway, that's burial. We'll we'll move on. Sorry, before okay. <laughs> before I get no,
0: that's good. That's good. That's uh, burial. Dark at Um and all of these tracks will be available uh, in our Spotify playlist, which is uh, the. Which is called 9 or Nine. Songs played on the 9 or Nine podcast, which you can find that on my profile, the 9 or Nine profile on Spotify. Um, my first uh track of the ten this year is a pretty late um arrival in terms of uh, where it came from. Came out in November. It is from Charlie XX, uh, Caroline Polachek and Christine the Queens, and it's called New Shapes.
2: to me but you're stuck on the west side
1: again maybe we're meant for another dimension babe deep in the dark of your brain like a star in space you call it art but you pulled on my heart and you twisted it into a new shape yeah i'm diving again and again trying to get up close to you
2: What you want? I
0: yeah. So I played the Caroline Polachek uh, verse there because I think while this is a Charlie XCX song, I think it is a lot of... Uh, Twenty twenty one has been Caroline Polachek's year in lots mm. of ways. Um, "Bunny" as a writer is the a song that was on. It was Pitchfork's number one song of the year, and I have to say I'm surprised I was by surprised that. By I think it's that. a great song. I don't, but yeah,
2: no, do you not? It really,
0: I really like it. I like her vocals and I like what she's doing, but I don't think she's hit her heights I... yet. But what I love about this is the the three of them together and the interplay between them and just the differences. And you hear with politics, it's like the the vocals and the and the melody she reaches. And I love that there's just nothing around her when that happens on the mm. song. But also, again, like because it's a Charlie XX song, I'm always going for Charlie. And I think the the forthcoming album might be finally the big, big pop one, possibly. um because I've been waiting for that for mm. a long time, she's always had great songs. Like the, the the single good one earlier this year was like a Gaga comeback single without losing her vibe. I thought it was a great track, um, and I think it, the album's out in March. It's called "Crash." It's the fifth solo album, from Charlie XX. But I think I just love the alchemy of the three of these people together, and three of the finest pop, pop, female pop voices in in music at the moment, and, and on the same track, and in the same video as well. And I think it's just yeah. great track. It's it's it, on another day. It could have been good ones in here as well, but like you know, I just I just think this is vocally. Up yeah, there. this
2: this gives me hope definitely for Charlie. I've sort of lost my way with her a little bit um over the past maybe like two records um not that i didn't think they were good they just didn't kind of grab me so i'm excited for her to kind of go more of a pop route i do want to defend what i just said about caroline Politech as well um just before anybody adds me um i just i loved so hot you're hurting my feelings so much that when i heard bunny as a rider i was i was just like oh no this isn't it this doesn't feel like it to me um that's all but she sounds great on this track she she actually i think is the best thing about this track
0: to be honest yeah, i think if without her i don't think this would be i would be talking about this right now really yeah she's cool okay what's your next track my
2: next track so my number nine is snail mail with valentine you've gotta live and i gotta To fuck being remembered. I think I was made for you. So why do you wanna? that is the title track from lindsey jordan's uh, second lp valentine i you know this about me i'm a sucker for a good chorus i love the chorus on this track i love her kind of driving guitars that real pop punk vocal delivery the kind of fuzzy grungy textures like she's kind of in that you know the middle of that venn diagram at the moment where um Olivia Rodrigo has kind of dipped her toe in of this kind of nostalgia based grungy pop music um, which is very cool. I love how the verses are, are, are that sort of like woozy thing and then explodes into that huge chorus and I really like the album as well. I think I came to it a bit late in the year so it didn't I didn't have enough time really to sit with the album itself for it to like make my list last week, but I do really, really love this song. I think it's really strong and um, it's one of the stronger albums in the kind of, there was a a few albums this year that sort of sound like this or at least a few new kind of female um, indie rock artists who have kind of come out over over the past couple of years who sort of sound like this and that's absolutely fine because this is a great sound um but i think that this is one of the sort of better ones of that category so yeah i think she's great
0: great and hopefully she is getting better she was getting some surgery done on her vocals i think it's been struggling with that of lately so um had to cancel a load of shows not for covid reasons which is pretty unfortunate but look um, hopefully, a bit of time will allow her to uh, heal those uh, vocals. Yeah. Uh, always one of those very difficult things for uh, a singer, you know. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, no one wants to be in that yeah. position. So, um, but yeah, that is uh, Snap. Did I see Snap Mail before? Do you know I, I didn't? No, I always get. They came out at the same time, Snail Mail and Soccer Mommy. Always getting the confused.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's very much of the kind of Soccer Mommy camp. If you liked the Soccer Mommy album from 2019, I want to say 2020, 2019, um, then you'll probably like Snail Mail, which is also a cool name for an artist. I like Snail Mail better than Soccer Mommy. mommy.
0: Uh, My next choice is just a track that I played a lot this year. It's a big, poppy, dancey banger. It is from Jungle and it's called. So that's Jungle, keep moving. I guess, you know, there's no big surprises there in terms of the Jungle sound. They've been doing that kind of song for a number of years now. I do think uh, that is one of the finest examples of what they do. Um, And I think the album that came out this year, Loving in Stereo, was a good, a much better version of what they have done in the last couple of years. Now, it wouldn't be, I don't think it's anywhere close to being in in my top 30 albums of the year, but I did enjoy listening to it. So it's just an indication. I I reviewed that on Arena and I can't remember who
2: the other critic was. But he hated it, like really, really, really hated it. And I was like, I remember thinking like, this is maybe the most inoffensive (laughs) album.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) fairly inoffensive. Quite catchy. I do, this is definitely the best
2: song from it. And the music video for this song is great as well.
0: The video as well, that's it. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it was early lockdown uh, vibes this year and this video was on a lot on the tv and i think that's one of the reasons why it's mm. here as well because you know it's one of those things it's like that they've always done that so well the the dance music video um choreography um, is on point with that one of course and uh, it's just a great song and it's one of those ones that you know you find yourself singing uh, regularly enough mm-hmm. so okay over to you what is your next so choice?
2: that was your i'm keeping tally of the numbers that was your number 9 this is your this third. This is my one number now. eight, and it is Mitski with "Working for the Knife." I just not know it would go without me. I start the day cause I'm for the night. So Mitskey came back to us this year despite promising us that she wouldn't, but she didn't leave us hanging. Um, she came back with three tracks this year on the Heat Lightning um EP, or was it just three tracks? I'm not sure. Um, whether it was actually What's the album going to
0: be called? I was the album's going to be called La- album, Laurel
2: or. Hell. That's coming next year. Okay, so this um, is... Yeah, so set these are just okay. three, three tracks. I'm not sure if it was like a, you know, a single and two... That's an EP. What is an EP? No one knows. Anyway, I just... I love this kind of, like, dark, almost industrial turn that her sound has kind of taken since Be The Cowboy, which is a very kind of bright and energetic album uh, that came out back in 2018. And... I don't know there's something about this track that I think it's maybe the restlessness in it like I feel like she never truly finds like not quite the tonic but like she never really finds a resting place in this track and I I I, I like that as a as a move you know and she's addressing in the lyrics she's addressing the kind of issues that she's been dealing with with being in the in the spotlight and I think how she sings like the meter that she's singing in it, it makes it Kind of feel like it's a stream of consciousness, but again, kind of going that back to that idea of like restlessness. You know, it's not something I usually love in songs. Like, I when it's not done well, I think it can kind of sound a bit meandering. But I think there's something a bit special about this one, um, where it just it sounds quite dark, but also like from the heart as well. And I like that. I like this new little turn. What was that? Um, Remember, she did a. A song for a horror film. I want to say a horror film, and I loved it, and you didn't like it. And I feel like, mm. what was that? The only heartbreaker was that know. it. No, no, no. That's no. No, that's, that's the other little, one. I
0: love that song. That's it. That's the. That's the other one. one. Yeah,
2: yeah, I really like. I find one. it here. Cop car. Cop car from the, the turning. turning, from the turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that film got very good yeah. uh, reviews either. But I remember loving that, <laughs> you know, and kind of hearing her you know, play around with like really dark textures in her music. And I, yeah, I, I I love that. I love that turn. Would I like to hear more music that sounds exactly like be the cowboy who wouldn't, but you got to respect a bit of growth in an artist as well. So yeah, absolutely.
0: I've never been, like, I've never really gotten the, on the Mitski train mm. just yet. But the Only Heartbreaker tune is, is you know, it's very yeah. 80s synth Yeah, poppy I love that and, one. I, and I really enjoyed that vibe. Um, and yeah, I know what you mean here. Like, if something when something doesn't resolve, you're a little bit like, waiting yeah, for it, waiting yeah, for it. it didn't I, quite, resolve. I quite like that. Um,
2: because I, I, I was going to pick um, the uh, Your Only Heartbreaker one. But there was just something about this song that I just, I can't really put my finger on what makes it so engaging and i think it is that kind of lack of resolution um and i have a feeling that's probably going to be a theme kind of you know to throughout, throughout this new record i do hope that there'll be some bangers on it as well um like nobody and yeah but yeah welcome back Mitsuki. i've missed you very
0: good mitzi's playing next year i did I, I, I didn't get tickets so no she's yeah.
2: not <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. She's <laughs> not. It's good it's kind not of <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay. Uh, my next choice is from Bad Bad Not Good. It is called Beside April. That's Bad, Bad, Not Good, Beside April. Uh, A great sense of resolve in that one anyway. Um, That is uh, Kareem uh, Riggins, the jazz drummer, on that as well. And I think Arthur Verocchi, who's a Brazilian composer, who was active in the 60s and 70s, uh, seems to be involved in this in some capacity. Um, It's from the album Talk Memory, not an album that I I really got into, but this song was a repeater for me. I heard a lot of uh, very good um, instrumental jazz this year. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Floating Points and Ferris Sanders record as well. But I'm thinking about tracks like the that were on my playlist from Alpha Mist, El Michaels Affairs, Sven Wonder was another one, and then a guy called Farhot. Um, There was a lot of that kind of lovely, exploratory, uh, melodic jazz that I heard this year that I really, really enjoyed. And this is one of them. And I like the way this, you know, really does go in with the, you know, guitar solos and and the little bits here and the drumming is just amazing on it and uh one of those songs i just come back to an awful awful lot and uh yeah that's why it's on here this is my number one two uh Mm -hmm. seven i think how Um, many albums do bad bad bad, not good eight sorry oh uh god
2: because you know they're they're a group that i've just never really sort of sat with before and I, I think it's because I feel like they have a lot of music, but that mightn't be the case.
0: It's their fifth, oh, one of the fifth okay. album they had. All
2: right,
0: yeah, but um, they also have an album with Ghostface Killah called Sour mm. Soul, which is how I really got okay. into them properly. Um, and I, yeah, you're right. I do feel like they have a lot of music, yeah. but I, I think I they think just, I always
2: just had it in my head that d- they're they were kind just... of like hard to get into or something, but maybe not. I'll, I, I, but anything, anytime I've heard any of their their tunes i've been like oh yeah this is great this is like totally my kind of thing so yeah Yeah. maybe i'll give them a bit of time i mean they started
0: doing a lot of like jazzy Mm hip-hop covers really the first two albums are a lot of excuse me um, a lot of covers and then uh, they kind of got more into their own stuff and then they started doing more um i think the latest album is probably as jazzy as they've got in terms of their sound and and kind of how it goes in terms of uh pure jazzy really Um, and again with with those kind of people involved like uh, Kareem Riggins and stuff like that involved you know Terrace Martin they're all there's a lot of people involved in this who aren't just the core trio of the band from Mm -hmm. Canada like uh, Laraji is on it as well there's a there's a lot of people involved in it basically yeah, there's a lot of violins and cellos and, and harp and percussion and sax mm. as well so uh, loads of things going on there so uh, the album is one of those ones to to uh, delve into for sure okay Okay. what is your next choice what is your number seven,
2: seven? Uh, my number seven yeah. uh, from the album Collapse and Sunbeams this is Arlo Parks with Hope Won't call her friends Cause she's ashamed. that is hope uh from arlo parks that was the first track from her album collapse and sunbeams that i'd heard i think on six music and i just loved it i was really blown away by her voice and again that chorus lyrics i love a song about hope that is written in a minor mode i think that's cool um and i think it grooves along really kind of gently and I love the tone of the guitars in it. Um, Some of the lyrics in it are great. I've often felt like I was born under a bad sign, uh, looking for a light and finding a hole where there shouldn't be one. And I think it reminded me, and the album as well, reminded me of kind of, you know, how if you take this and also self-esteem with I do this all the time, I think this is really the year of like, (laughs) sharing pain in order to kind of like try and process it and i guess that makes sense given that we're in 2021 now and a lot of the music we're hearing is sort of if not in response and at least some way kind of reacting to um the absolute fucking dumpster fire that was 2020 not that tw- 2021 has been a fucking bed of roses either but you know we're starting to kind of get those very raw reactions and i think the artists who've really leaned in have done it very well and I think I think she's um she's someone who did it very very well on this record and I think this this song is just it's great it's it is a kind of a like it's radio friendly um and no reason why it shouldn't be played over here either um and yeah I just think she's got just her vocals like you could kind of just listen to her singing or even or just speaking kind of all day I, I think she's wonderful
0: so collapse on some was obviously the mercury prize mm. winning album this year um so should i go back and listen to it because i think i was very disappointed oh, really? by it at the time yeah
2: i'd, I'd say give yeah. it another go like now that the kind of the big hype stuff is sort of died down or whatever um yeah i i, I think it's a really strong record um and I think this song is great. I really, really love this song. Um, but it's it's also sort of a song that is, I don't know. It's sort of it grooves enough that you could have it on in the background. Unlike I do this all the time, like which is, I'm sort of like semi comparing it to here. But um, there's a lot you you could just kind of groove along to this record. But if you if you dig into the into the lyrics, I think there's some really great stuff there as well
0: okay one to add to the ever long playlist God, um, it never ends okay. we we'll just make what? playlists and then <laughs> one
2: day we die that's it never like ends. that's what life is you know
0: <laughs> well my number seven is uh is uh, about looking forward to those good days even though um you maybe are in the in the shit <laughs> um, it was a track that released on christmas day in 2020 Ooh, so i usually hate when people do is this
2: controversial
0: and, uh, niall <laughs> Look, no, it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. It's it it's 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 after the uh, the official count is over, really. Mm. But um, and it's in the no man's land between Christmas and New Year. But it was actually my most listened to track this year, uh, as it happened, maybe cause, obviously because it was released before this year. That didn't that helped. Um it is from SZA and it's called Good Days.
1: so edge out to some iceberg you'll be heavy in my mind can you get the heck out i mean rest now got me bummed out you so you so you baby 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 i've been on my empty mind shit i should have kept from? Oh
0: That was CZA with Good Days, uh, as I said, released on Christmas Day. Um, I was asked last week who my favourite singer was, or, or to name one of my favourite singers, and I completely blanked. And uh, if I was to truthfully answer that now, I would say Scissor would be up there for me in terms of her vocals. Uh, and I know we were talking about Adele when we reviewed Adele recently. You were talking about how you love singers. Mm. I think this is the kind of Scissor's voices, kind of singer I love listening mm. to. And like she is, she just makes everything. So warm and expressive, that timbre that she has, the way she jumps between the notes in that song, uh, up and down. And I just love, it's just never, I never get sick of that song. And it's a, quite an uplifting song about something that's kind of like about a breakup, you know, it's like she's striving for for something else. So, so she just wants to do um, and not think about the relationship that she's just had and but she's looking. But the song has that kind of like lovely, it's very mm. comforting, this song, I found, found it very comforting, especially... Tell you what, I mean, I don't want to keep banging on about lockdowns, but like Jesus, January and February, this song really helped a lot. Um, this year in terms of, um, being that comfort mm. blanket of a song, and I think sometimes you just really need that. Um, so that is SZA with Good Days. So, uh, Andre, what is your number six? six?
2: Seven. My six. number six, um, is an Irish song. Um, it is from CMAT and it's called No More Virgos. Yes,
0: it is.
1: So I think
2: the more I listen to this song, the more I love it. Like I and I think that's probably the case with CMAT generally. Like you're usually quite kind of hit with how funny she is initially. And then the more and more you listen to a song, the more you, you just kind of sink into this world of CMAT, you know. Like the, the witty lyrics, you know, my mental health is banking on my chastity, the backup vocals, that heartbreaking chorus the absolute audacity to underscore a lyric like crack me like a liberty bell with an actual bell those really bright synths in the chorus like I, I i just love how she uses chords as well like i think she's a songwriter for people who love songwriting like interesting chords really cool progressions perfectly formed choruses and With this song, I think there's a real vulnerability again with like how she performs, like her actual singing voice, especially in the later choruses. And that's something that was so great about Cowboy as well. Um, where, you know, you can kind of see that she's able to hold herself actually with real seriousness and she takes the, the topics of her songs really seriously, but she also kind of carries off these like really witty, funny, Whip smart lines, um, I you know she's yet to miss for me, um, and this this song was just you know on like really really on repeat for me when it came out, and yet CMAT's mm. debut album, if my wife knew, I'd be dead will be out on February 25th next year, which I think, now don't ask me to name any other albums, but I think that's a pretty big day for albums next year. I remember having a, having a little look through a list. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so excited for that. So, so excited.
0: CMAT. Picking one favorite CMAT song from this year is mm. hard enough, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> There was three great ones. Yeah. And uh, I Don't Really Care For You, uh, No More Burgers and Two to Care, the
2: three songs you released this year. Yeah, I mean, I so to tough. Like, I, it's I, very it, it, strong song. <laughs> when I was first kind of putting this list together, and you know, I had like my top tw- 25 and then top 20, and I was kind of working things down. I had like all three CMAT songs in the list, and I was like, okay, no, you just pick one. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. yeah.
0: I think that's it. Yeah. I think when I'm trying to pick, like, I'm picking 100 songs for a playlist or yeah. for the site, and I'm like, like, sometimes you do have to pick yeah. two from one artist because they just warrant mm-hmm. it. Uh, but other times you're like, okay, right, you have to get this down to 100. Like, I have 120 in one at the moment in one place, and I have to get it down by yeah. 20, so I'm going to have to do that kind of thing. Okay, that doesn't get it, but, like, really hard to pick between those yeah. three as well. Um, I think sometimes it depends on what mood totally. you're in as well. Yeah. Um, and and what week it is. So my number six is from a uh, two brothers from the UK. Uh, dance producers who were known as uh, separately as Ticella and Truss, uh, they are known now uh, together as Overmono and this is a track called So You Know. So in terms of club tracks this year over Mono, were, uh, the duo are really had some of my favorites. Um, and they also had that, um, which I think came out maybe around that time, December last year as well. So maybe didn't feature in any of the end of year stuff. But the for those I love remix that they had, which I played a lot this year. And I, I think there's a time, especially like, sorry to be referencing the L word again, but lockdown uh, time where I really wanted, uh, you know, that kind of really, clubby atmosphere and that really like kind of almost dirty atmosphere the gritty atmosphere of a of a club night um and and in terms of sounds as well you mentioned like the industrial sound of, of the minsky song this was the kind of stuff that i was interested in i really wanted more of because i couldn't wasn't able to mm-hmm. get it um so i what i love about this though it's it's very much like uh like a modern garage, like post dubstep song with an R&B sample, it's very pristine and it's very arctic in tone, and I really like that. I think, it, like I said, um, it does recall burial in its kind of mm. vocal twisting vibe, and I think it's very much, it's it's kind of got that like big, like you might know uh, Hackney Parish from Decella is a a big club classic from 2013 really big drum breaks and just like kind of obnoxious mm. um so this is much more um reserved in 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 in, in comparison but uh, overmono doing some great stuff had a really good fabric mix this year and other tracks that were just great as well and i think i really like what they're doing it's very unique um they played Derry last week i hope and Next year we'll get to see them here. Um, I hear good things about all that stuff, and I think I, I, I just they became an obsession for me this year. It's like I love, I love a new discovery and a new discovery that is just you playing the five, six songs they have out over and mm. over again is uh, is very satisfying. They seem <laughs> so <out. laughs> that was me this year with over Mono. Yeah, cool. so.
2: Okay, Okay. your number five. Um, My number five is another Irish artist. Uh, This is Kinsey with Mr. Nice Guy. that's Kinsey with Mr. Nice Guy this is one of those songs that makes me yearn for a decent commercial indie music radio station in Ireland because I think that this is a song (laughs) that should be kind of so big and played so much that everyone's sick of it do you know what I mean like it's it's just it's so perfectly formed for that sort of sound and I think that Kinsey is just such a talent. Like I've been buzzing about Kinsey for a while now, ever since I kind of heard first heard tracks from her. I think she's brilliant. Um, I think she's going to have like a big year next year. And, this is just a really well produced catchy earworm of a track, like I love how the kind of the bass and the drums kind of blend together in the verses. I love those little injections of electronic keys and synths like here and there. Her voice is great. I still maintain that she sounds like um." Like she has a kind of an early like no doubt sort of Gwen Stefani tone to her voice but that I love she has loads of attitude loads of confidence and I think she writes really really good pop songs and really good hooks um she's really young as well and and she just seems really cool I really like Kinsey I think I think she's going to do really really cool things um so, yeah and
0: even in the course of this year 2021 or, and 2020 even like her there's there been a, such a large leap and an mm-hmm. arc for her music and um obviously has been doing very well played pit for paris mm-hmm. in london um very recently so um some been picking up nice things so that's a, I think there's a good chance that kinsey will be a lot bigger. yeah
2: i think year, so too. i'm really hoping for an album soon i'd, I'd love to hear a, 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 what she does with a kind of a long play um yeah i think she's great
0: great okay we're into the top five for each of us now this is uh my number five is from saint sister the song is called karaoke song You mentioned uh, you wish it was an Irish music radio station that would play in this kind of stuff. It was cXfM or, or Phantom, mm. which was still around. Doubt you, I'd say you'd be hearing this totally. uh, a lot as well. This karaoke song, Saint Sister, um, the big pop moment from their second album, Where I Should End. Uh, I love those uh, cascading synths there. That synth line. They they even uh, like the like the lyrics themselves. Obviously about uh, you know being at a karaoke and come, Knowing the dance to a and a reference to a Tom Jones song, Sex Bomb. Great. Um. Uh. You know they have their own. They have had their own a uh, little choreography to this song as well. Which oh, the is music nice. the music video is so charming. It's so,
2: ABBA. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's got that lovely melancholy that underscores, like, Saint Sisters music as well. I wish that I could call you when I'm sober as well. It's just, like, pretty devastating mm-hmm. as well every time you hear it. So, um, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is an, uh, a beautiful, beautiful song. And beautiful um, record as just well.
2: Just one of the best fantastic. Irish records of the year. It's just so stunning. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, and I and special shout out to Annie Dreams from that album as well. Oh. Cause that was a close second. Good for this God, as well. what a the, song! The big. If Sane Sister did LCD Sound System, that's kind yeah, of what it sounds yeah. like.
2: I, I can't remember where they were performing that. Was it Another Voices thing, but not Other Voices? And they performed with um. Uh, Lisa Hannigan, it's it's on YouTube somewhere. They perform "Any Dreams" and Lisa Hannigan's there. Um, oh, she does oh, kind she of is. a little bit of vocals in it. it's it's gorgeous it's so gorgeous and they're all having so much fun and you can even see like Lisa Hannigan who's like the fucking like fairy godmother of like Irish female folk music you know you can just kind of nearly see her like pass the baton on and be like welcome girls Uh, brilliant really really well worth um seeking out that that performance for sure um okay into my top five uh more ladies Um, two of them this time. This is Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen with Like I Used To. The Queen's one great song. Um, I think this song, when, it, when I heard it first, it kind of made me wonder, like, where each of them has been, all the other ones' life. Do you know, like it, it they sound like they should be singing together all the time. And I think that that's what duets are kind of supposed to be. It, it should be less about kind of two artists kind of showcasing what they can do well separately, and more about kind of finding a common ground in terms of like style and influences and just executing it like perfectly because I think no one is scrambling for space here. I love that. Like their voices blend so wonderfully, especially in in the pre-chorus kind of when, when they're leading into that chorus and then it just bangs and those gorgeous like keys in the post-chorus are so delicate and so bright. And it's just those little kind of touches throughout it. I just love it. I love the tone of the drums. I love the kind of almost like crackly production like I said, I love their voices together. Like Angel Olsen just sounds as beautiful as ever. And the, the whole song is just so fucking Springsteen. I love it. I really, really, really love this song. Um, And by the way, this, this I said, this is my number five, this is actually my number four. Um, So I'm already into my top that's right, five. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, Sharon and much. Angel. <laughs> the girls,
0: lovely, and uh, yeah, does big string, Springsteen vibe about that, and Sharon Bennett has been doing that very yeah. well over the last yeah. number of years, and and people are okay, starting to uh, copy her now, which is great. Stay, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, I remember meeting Kip Malone from TV on the Radio because uh, I got to know him very briefly uh, when he was here. Remember the Iceland yeah. uh, volcano yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. He stayed in my apartment that I, he no uh, we, way. We did a gig in with State and him and the band. Anyway. Uh, stayed in they stayed in our apartment for for they came over that for dinner and i remember talking to him i remember him telling me like i met him and then i met him uh, at Cypress west in texas like walking home and i was like kid how's going <laughs> and uh, he was just like oh i just want to see my friend uh sharon bonnet and god she's so wonderful and like at the time no, oh really <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah I was like oh yeah, sharon yeah i think maybe i knew her from like she played with the national okay. before anyway just just one of those things that you remember. Um okay, my number four is from an Irish artist as well. Uh it is called he is called Kojak, is the title track from Towns Dead. It is called Towns Dead. That is Kojak track from Towns Dead, and uh, of course the sample is uh, Girl Bands Going Norway. Um, I this is just a, clearly the standout track. I mean, his, the album is great, but this is a standout yeah. track from uh, from Irish music in general this year. It's just such a. It has all of the touchstones of what people are talking about at the moment in terms of like renting and house sharing and like uh, the the cultural capital of the city being um under threat and uh Town's Not Dead, it's just dormant is really all about mm-hmm. that as well. And uh lyrically though, it's such an ear- earworm it, it his tone and in intonation is what really sells this and it makes it such a, a banger for me and in, in terms of like he's such a good rapper and he has he he has that down and he's able to bring it and he has like I just found myself like walk you'd be walking around going, Wanna be a big deal Love like christ or Bread. You'd just be like <laughs> You're like, what? I mean, you're just, it's so good. Um, and when he released the, this track, he said, Town's Dead comes from a potential I see in Dublin. And then the people I'm surrounded by day in, day out, there's nothing but talent and ambition among young people. I'm constantly reminded of that through the art and music that I see being made. But I think often the city grinds you down. It takes your hope and um, your ambition. I know it can change because so many of my friends express the exact same wants, desires and frustrations with living in Ireland. And so many of us are on the same page. That I know then things can change. There just needs to be some sort of catalyst kickstart to change. And for me, that's always been art and music. Time and time again, amazing art continues to be made in spite of the struggles and setbacks that are present when living here. The track in the album is a fight against what can sometimes feel inevitable. The rejection of what people tell you is your destiny as a young person in the city. Town's not dead, it's just Mm. dormant. So that is Town's Dead from Kojak.
2: That was on my list. um, And then I saw it on yours. So I thought I'll... I'll I'll put a different song in so that we don't both talk about the same song. Um, yeah, absolutely. Probably like if like it might be the best Irish song that was released this year. And if it isn't, it's certainly the most kind of um, prescient one. Like Town's Not Dead is just dormant speaks to lockdown, but it also speaks to, you know, the situation we're in. It has a sadness yeah. to it, but it also has a lot of hope in it and. Oh, he's like you said. He's such a good rapper. Like he really, really is. And it's not just in his kind of dexterity and how quickly he can rap, which I'm always, you know, like very impressed by. Whenever anybody can kind of get their mouth around words very quickly, but also his lyrics are are absolutely brilliant. This is definitely the best track from um, from Tensted. It's oh, he's great.
0: So all three, C Matt, uh, Saint Sister, and Kojak were guests on the Nine podcast. You can go year, back
2: so and listen. Do go back to those? and listen to that. And you can find them on the Patreon. (laughs) Okay, right, I'm getting into my top three. (sighs) Okay, number three is Big Thief, and the song is called Little Things. So that's big people. Little Things. Um they've just never made a bad song. Uh, it's 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 really quite incredible at this stage in their career. Like e- everything they make is not just good, but sort of like by any standards, just outstanding. Um I think Adrienne Lenker or a- Adrienne Lenker. Um I heard her I listened to her on um uh Song Exploder, and that's how she pronounces her first name. So um colour me corrected. Um but you know, I think you know she's not just one of the best guitarists of her generation along with uh book meek um from the band as well but also just one of the best like arrangers i think she has this way of writing music that is just so out of the ordinary for like indie bands like her she and uh, and book meek just they have this really special relationship as guitarists that i love like they're constantly experimenting they write their guitar parts like their conversations, and sometimes they talk over each other, and sometimes they compliment each other, and sometimes they're nearly arguing with each other. And there's just oh, it's great. I, I, like I think there's a twelve string in this, but you're never really quite sure where it's landing. Her voice always feels like in in this song, it always feels like it's kind of a step behind everything else. Like she's trying to catch up or to keep up yeah, with the rhythm. Keep up, and yeah, yeah, I think it has just such kind of. Like chaos wrapped in it as well like it has those kind of hand claps and there's these little tiny like whispered vocals later on that kind of add to the rhythm in the uh the solo section and I think just my favorite thing about listening to Big Thief is that you are listening to a band you know every section is playing its part no one's left behind in it and I think songs like this really show the kind of magic that they're really capable of when they just like let go and follow an idea and i've never felt like they've gotten bogged down with feeling like they need to write a certain kind of music like i mean they they, they released another song this year that's nearly sort of like a- almost like gamelan you know like it's it, they're they're so oh just time escaping, time escaping is, is such so much i need to put that yeah in it, it was between that and this and i and i it's it it, it anyway, honestly could have me. been either time escaping or or little things, but I think I spoke about time escaping on the pod before, so I said I'd give little things a shot. Um but they're ju- they're just such it's not just that they're good songwriters or they're good arrangers. They're it's like you you wouldn't get this sound with five other people. Like it's it's everybody here is playing their part and er- everybody's part is important. And even though Adrian Lenker is the you know the primary songwriter you just really get this sense of Big Thief as being a unit constantly in conversation with itself and never getting too wrapped up in its own kind of references or anything. They just they have this ability, as a, as we saw on on uh, UFOF and then to release um uh, two 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 hands was the other the name of the other record or was that yeah yeah um to release those two records in the same year. Like you can just see their kind of just how, I don't know, like how, how different they can sound while always sounding like them. And they've got two LPs coming now next year. They're becoming one of the most prolific bands of their generation. And it just feels like there's no stopping them. They're so genuinely exciting. You, you know, when you love a band so much that like sometimes when they release new music, you're like, oh God, I'm a bit nervous. Like, what if it's not good? Or blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't listen to the new Mitski songs for like, five days because i was nervous i wouldn't like them with big thief there's just so much trust in that kind of band listener relationship that they've built up over all of this time that i'm just i'm in awe of them i love them i can't wait to see what they're going to do next
1: yeah
0: me too, yeah. I'm always evolving. I ever yeah. change. <laughs> um, that is big thief. Um, okay, uh, my number three is from Little Sims and the track is called Point and Kill.
1: Nobody. Point and kill. If I want it, it's mine. You can't stop me. Hey. Family no go soft.
2: Fine, do I'm proper, no lie lie,
0: give me strength, let me prosper, daddy say you want me to be lawyer, I'll be doctor, riff raff, kiddie con, window shopper, oh yeah fine boy, take away auntie, bougie, delay, oh I fancy, when I see a type. What? Just one of the highlights from Little Sim's album sometimes I might be introvert but I think that one on its own is just uh, a real standalone uh, highlight is uh Abon J.R., uh, he is a Nigerian-born and London-based singer, is uh, a key part of this song as well, along with um, Little Sam, who's just been doing so uh, such good work for the number of years, last number of years. But really, I think that's the apex of her career so far, that album. And this song is just like an Afrobeats, Fela Kuti vibe and produced by Inflow of Salt. Um, as who was also a uh, producer of a couple of few songs on the Adele record. And of course, the Salt album that did delete after they deleted after 99 days, whatever it was, um, which was called nine this year. Uh, not as good, perhaps, as the rest of the stuff they released last year, but very prolific. Uh, but Little Sims is, is up there uh, for me this year in terms of most the most impactful artists. And uh, what I do regret not going to see her last week or the week before, it's fine. It'll happen again. That is Little Sims. Um, okay. Um, your
2: number it's two. the same as your number two. I
0: believe two. It's
2: the same <laughs> as my
0: number two. Yes. Okay. So you, you go okay. for it there. Um,
2: probably a surprise to nobody that we are both uh, putting this into the list. This is Self Esteem with I Do This All The Time. Lucy Taylor there. Uh, I do this all the time. I was trying to think of what to say about this album that I haven't kind of said already either to you, to the podcast listeners on Arena, like to anyone who will fucking listen to me this year. But I think you know, I've spoken enough about the lyrics and the music kind of enough for a lifetime. So I, I like I'll focus on what the song does and I think what this song does in culture is I think it genuinely makes believable the idea that change from within is possible and I I like so I mean as a culture we've kind of over the past like almost decade now we've been kind of bombarded with this like importance of self-care of establishing and maintaining boundaries of kind of maintaining this constant like growth mindset when it comes to our own well-being and and I think it's easy for people, even those of us who do try to kind of, you know, practice self care and do therapy and all of that good stuff. This is boring, but we have to do it. And I think it is easy for us to kind of decentralize ourselves from that narrative because we feel like undeserving of it. And the reason why we feel undeserving of it is because we're. You, you can come to the idea of self self care with varying levels of of privilege and I think there's so much within that world that requires life to have gone at least a little bit well for you. You have to be able to afford therapy, you have to be able to afford all of these things, there's so much to buy and to consume and to post about and to perform until you start to kind of realize that the, the performance of care and love is quite fragile and that deep work is important and I think what Rebecca Lucy Taylor does with this song in particular is to strip away that sort of like capitalist impulse to improve ourselves she's not trying to sell us anything she's not trying to sell a lifestyle or a brand of feminism or a mindset or a hashtag feminist t-shirt like this isn't this isn't girl boss feminism or 35 euro bath salt self-care or an Amazon best-selling like change your mindset self-help book. You know, like I think what is so raw about this song is its focus not on like thriving and making the best of things but on survival on like first removing yourself from situations that are dangerous like be wary of the favors they do for you be very careful out there and it's that sort of deep look at relationships and how friendships can not only, you know, not serve you, but can like chip away at you over time and at your self-worth. And I think that's a really powerful thing for her to admit so starkly in a song because it demands that we, uh, especially as women, but it, uh, it applies to men too, kind of stop playing the martyr when it comes to how much we're willing to put up with the relationships in our lives. Stop it. Like she's she's quite strict on that. You know, she's saying, stop trying to have so many friends. Stop being therapist to people when you're not qualified to do that. Stop relying on crumbs of affection when you deserve the whole cake. And it's not this kind of, you know, who run the world girls thing, which I think I personally have kind of grown out of that. And I think as a culture we've kind of grown out of that. But whenever I talk about Rebecca Lucy Taylor, whenever I talk about prioritized pleasure and and all and I do this all the time, it is really about like groundwork—the gritty, boring, horrible groundwork that you have to do. But she is kind of she's appointed herself like not not an example of it, but at least an advocate of it. And she's doing all of this, all of these complexities in this beautiful performance that is just. You know, I think nobody who hears it can be unaffected by it, whether you like it or not. And it seems to me that most people like it. She's topped or become second on, like, you know, most most lists this year and both on albums and songs. And in terms of what a song does as a a, a pop song in particular, as a response to culture, I think she she's just she's in just ahead of what I think is going to be a massive shift in this sort of like this backlash to self care culture that isn't helpful it it's not helpful to, to have a backlash towards it, but it is helpful and necessary to be critical of it especially when it's kind of in the hands of people who who don't have your best interest at heart I just think she what she does with this is absolutely fucking magic it's it's ins- it's it's an insanely yeah. good song um and anything else I have to say about it I've said already so
0: well i don't think there's any point to that really <laughs> you know you said it all there and like you said we have talked about it a lot and i don't think there's much else you could say but i do yeah i totally agree with that sentiment in terms of yeah it's not it's not banners mm-hmm. it's not uh, instagram yeah. captions um it is you know and i think so i've been thinking about the last year or so there's a lot of um instagram um like wellness influencers and like uh you know like the holistic psychologist who I actually think is very good at what she does but it's like bite-sized chunks of of information that Mm -hmm. you're given in order to you know establish boundaries and all that kind of stuff in in relationships and for yourself and I think yeah I think it's it's very encouraging to hear this because it's 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 somebody who's who's done Mm -hmm. that work and who is um and has arrived at a place that you know, is looking back like that, that verse in the song about all the words are from basically what her manager said to her at, when she was in the band Slow mm-hmm. Club. All you need to do, darling, is fit in that little dress of yours. If you weren't doing this. You've been working McDonald's. So try to cheer up. You're moving around too much. You need to stand still. Be more like Mairead. You know, yeah. all those things. Yeah, so just, you know, it's it's so devastating. And I have to say, I mean, because I it, one of the few live experiences I had this year, that was pretty mm. special to hear a room full of people absolutely bellow. It was really mad or miserable trying to love Luric you. Like it was very tear jerking yeah. kind of stuff. Cause you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, and like they really, that line, you're beautiful. I want the best for you. And I always, and I always also hope you fail without me was really yeah. like, sh- like, you know, really given a lot of voices in that room in the workman's uh, this year. Mm. So you know I think those kind of concepts they're so small and personal, but they're also so universal when yeah. they're done like this they're so they they come so much bigger and so much more just in one person's and I think what I love about that song is is just that. She has made that personal, her very personal story, very uh, relatable and universal in a way that everybody kind of mm. understands it, even though there's very much personal details of her life. Yeah. In there well.
2: And I think something that I, I don't think I've mentioned before about the song that I think gets kind of passed over a bit is in in the kind of the closing lines, I'll take care, I'll read again. Um, I, lo- I love I'll read again because... There's just something in that that kind of it when when you think about kind of dark periods of your life and how your hobbies and the things that you love can kind of fall away and and along with that you know the the things that kind of make you who you are the music you like and the books that you like and the art that you like and just her saying something as simple as I'll read again is that it's such a small thing but like if, if if anyone has ever been through like a period of depression or anything and just like hasn't read a book in a year and and when you start to feel better and you start picking up novels and and you remember the the feeling of loving things just on your own just because they're yours all of that is is wrapped up in that one line and i think every line in this song is like that it's just you she takes really tricky sticky concepts and makes them, CMAT does this too. She takes kind of co- concepts that kind of are universal. Um, and I mean, she's she's a feminist songwriter, but uh, everything she says can be applied to men as well. Like a- a- anybody can, can, can relate to these concepts, but she takes these concepts that are universal and she makes them so personal to her that they sort of, they, they feel like a mate. Do you know what I mean? I think Seamat does that really well. Rebecca Lucy Taylor does that really well. The song is incredible. Like it is like it I, I it's my number two song of the year only because my number one song of the year I think is a perfect song. But in, in terms of like songs that have made a cultural impact, you know, this is this is huge. Like this is absolutely huge and that's not to say that it's um the only good song on that record either because i mean it could, probably could it could have just as no, easy put no. prioritized pleasure the the title track in here yeah. and still talked about the same concepts really um prioritized pleasure is, is a wonderful um slogan and banner to kind of you know pin your life to um she oh she's just she's outstanding i love her we are to be married in the spring, as I as I texted you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, if you're out there, I'm available yeah. to be your power. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I mean I mean, maybe that there's an argument that maybe that should have been our, our collective number one. But mm. um look, I and I think the next song, I, I'll I'll pick the next one because it's my final choice. But it's one we've we've played a lot, so I'm not gonna yep. go too much into it. And you know, you didn't you didn't pick it because exactly. of that. Um, it is from dry cleaning, it is called
2: Scratch card lanyards. It'll be okay, I just need to be weird and hide for a bit and eat an old sandwich from my bag. I've come here to make a ceramic shoe and I've come to smash what you made. I've come to learn how to mingle. I've come to learn how to dance. I've come to join a knitting circle. I've come to hand weave my own bunfair ladder in a field
0: Again, another very quotable song, um, an endlessly quotable song this year. Somehow its nonsensical lyrics make uh, sense in a very continuously nonsensical oh. year um very well said <laughs> as you know all right you big loud mouth i mean we we talked about this uh at, at length last mm. week as well maybe should have kept it for this but look a woman in aviators firing a bazooka um the video is great too the video for the song is awesome. fun and brilliant like it's so good it's such a perfect like uh, encapsulation of what this mm. is as well it's just like it's a performance video but it's something else mm. as well and uh, if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. Dry cleaning. Um, you know, we've talked about yeah. the songs.
2: I think. I think. The, you know, it's still and the, it's still the reason going. why I, I sort of I I hold this song so dearly about this year is I think this came out in April. Is that right? It came out quite early in
1: March, yeah. Or April. Yeah, I think it was kind of springtime.
2: And I don't know. What it was probably. The, I was about to say maybe it was a lockdown. It was obviously the lockdown. But like that very very bleak lockdown. But I remember just starting this year, just quite like not uninterested, but without the sort of vim for music that I would usually start a new year with. You know, you know, starting the playlist and oh, I was excited to hear what what the new year is going to bring. I just didn't really have that with music this year, um, until this came out. Um, and I remember hearing this song. And just thinking like, oh, thank God. Yeah, this is, you know, a band, like a new band that I'm excited about, that sound fresh, that sound interesting, and they're buzzy. People are talking about them. You know, uh, people on Twitter were talking about them. I was like sharing, you know, WhatsApp groups. I was like sharing it with people and people being like, this is fucking awesome. And it kind of felt like it really, it kickstarted like a sort of a, an, an energy in me then to go and seek out like what other bands were kind of making music like this at the time and you know I discovered like Black Country New Road through that and like there's yeah it it just gave me the kind of the kick of the arse I needed I suppose because I did sort of start the year with just feeling a bit fucking downtrodden about music and everything and all, yeah. all of that but i remember very very fondly listening to this song for the first time and just thinking ah oh, yes okay we're here we're in the year it's april but <laughs> you know we'll um we'll we'll give her the first three months off um but we've arrived so yeah, yeah that, that that that's uh, the song will always be quite like special to me for that reason because it just kind of really dragged me out of that funk um yeah
0: yeah and actually, I, I, I'm i just looking back here and I think it actually came out last year, and I think I actually had it on my list last year. Oh, really? Year well, oh, well I, I
2: definitely didn't hear it until, until <laughs> this year. I think really it was when, something, I, I think I heard it when the album remember, came out this year.
0: I think it was, it was actually the single was released November oh, 2020, okay. but I don't remember. I must have added this very late to my best of mm. year end of year list, um, because it's still going yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's still there, and uh, it's one of those ones that i am just never yeah, of. and I'm and we're still waiting to see them live. As yeah, well, we're going to see know, them. Hopefully, we Is it will next get.
2: April, actually? Is it March or April next year? Something like that.
0: Yeah, um, the... February. Is February? May, oh, yeah. I can't February, remember yeah. anymore. I can't remember dates. Come on. <sighs> what
2: year is it? But yeah, no, that's going to be an awesome gig.
0: <laughs> but I could have picked Strong Feelings as well yeah. from the album. But yeah. anyway, just the whole thing overall, just I've not never got sick of it. And I, I never. Yeah, I actually wrote about this in November 30th, wow. 2020. Must have been the last week. I don't. Last I don't think year, I heard it last um, year of me actual featuring new yeah. music. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay. Well, time
2: is an illusion,
0: yeah. and uh, uh, and we arrive at, at my number, number one. one. Which is well, look,
2: anyone who heard the podcast last week already knows it's my number one. I, I, we'll listen to it first, and then I'll go on my rant. Uh, this is Torres with like okay. utterly perfect. Don't put wishes. Don't go putting wishes in my head. Just imagine you are an editor of a music magazine or a music website and you don't not even put this on your top spot. You don't even give it a mention. Imagine that now. Imagine that. You probably don't have to imagine, actually. <laughs> Who? Who would do such a thing? Nobody. I haven't seen this song on a single list this year. I I, I thought Snape's would have at least given it a nod. Laura, come on. Like this... You, it it is no. insane to me how much people have kind of slept on this song. I think it's because, like I said last week, the album's pretty disappointing. But this song is perfect. Like it it there's really not a single thing about it I would change. The chorus is beautiful and heartbreaking. The chord progression in the guitar is just pop songwriting at its best, complete best. It reminds me of hearing um Archie marry me for the first time and just thinking like, oh my god, like pop songs are still kind of being written like they were in the 60s, like when, based around a really good chord progression on, on, on a guitar. The melody she sings in the chorus is perfect. Everything resolves brilliantly. Everything, Every note that happens sets you up for the next note. There's great voice leading in the guitars. It's a queer pop song. It should be played on every radio station. And if this was the 90s, it would be. This is the best song of the year. If, if, if you're to break songs down into their component parts, this song is completely perfect. Like there's nothing wrong with it at all. I absolutely adore it. I think Torres is deadly.
0: Well, I'm glad you were fighting the good fight for, for Torres. Um, Justice for Torres. You're,
2: you're, you're, you're <laughs> me doing it <laughs> It's all um, me. Yeah. Rebecca yeah, Lucy Taylor yeah. doesn't That's need great. any yeah, more that, fucking that. favors from the music <laughs> press. Okay. No, <laughs> no.
0: Um, but that's great. That's great. That's nice and, and have something different um, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And the more I think about it now, the more I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have put scratch card lanyard <laughs> in this at all because I was here last year. No, it's okay. anyway. It's, it's fine. fine. It's our it's podcast. Fine. No one's going to oh, see also strong feelings, which was another song I couldn't stop listening there. to okay. this year. Um. But yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it for our, our songs of the yes. year. Um.
2: what was your song of the year? Get in touch with our our email no one's emailed us yet. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast at neither nine.com. Please send us an email. I would love that. No one. I don't think yet. so. I'm well, I haven't it. gotten one. I don't know Podcast if I have it set up to see it. Well, but,
0: but. Oh, we had an anonymous. Oh, we one. did. Yeah. Yes. Thank you.
2: Anonymous <laughs> listener for, for your email a while back. Yeah. Um, yeah, send it. Yeah. I, I want to see people's lists. Please, please send in your list. um,
0: yeah, well, we're doing, as I said, we're doing an end of a year poll on the Discord. If, you, if you're if you joining that, or if you're a Patreon member already, do join up. There's a link in the uh, email yeah. I sent out, or you automatically get sent out when you sign up. So you can join us there. Um, and if not, give us a shout um, and I'll let you know uh, how to get in. Um, and yeah, I'm doing, I've got top 100 songs um, to go out this week uh, as a playlist and on a feature on the site, top Irish songs uh albums i haven't written the albums thing yet i just of. i did the top 25 irish albums last week and it
2: nearly <laughs> ruined me <laughs> well Niall, <laughs> it's a lot to do there's so much with, to do when it comes to us anyway and basically when it comes to the wider music industry at large the big ones next week it's the neither nine podcast awards next week this is, this is the this one is that it. we're all waiting for this is the only list that matters Nothing else matters except the and Nine Podcast Awards.
0: Yeah, we will be able to shoehorn as many things <laughs> as we want to talk about into an yeah. awards show. It's, it's like the Grammys because every year they just keep it's changing uh, exactly whatever they want. Like, so, so if you, you know. like the
2: Grammys or if you like the Oscars <laughs> or you like the Ivor Novello Awards, you're going to love this. It's it's basically the same. Um, everyone gets <laughs> drunk. And by that, I mean Nile and I get drunk and we hand out awards and it's it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great
0: yeah yeah um i I know there'll be a talk about the best music documentary uh because your yep um your instagram is is just a paul mccartney (laughs) shrine uh, uh, stan account at the moment which is absolutely fantastic and i'm
2: at andrea cleary underscore if you want some primo paul mccartney content um come and join me there but yeah very much looking forward to next week it will be our last podcast of the year which is very difficult to believe um how quickly this year has gone but there you have it um and if you yeah i think we did nearly every week this week this year yeah I think yeah we, we missed one or weeks. two but i think we're yeah. i think we're pretty good um if you listener have um a podcast award nomination for best sax solo Best
0: best sax solo. Is we one do I want to keep, keep in. If that's, I can, if I can, that's
2: been a I have, constant in mind. the past, kind of couple of ones we've done. So we we will try to do best sax solo. But what whatever it is, um, send us tweets or Instagrams or emails, um, and let us know, and we will shout it out. And yeah, yeah, we'll see you next okay. week. Great,
0: that's it from us this Take week.
2: Thank
0: your you hands. so much. Thanks, Andrea. Bye.
1: Yeah,
0: keep doing it. All right. See you you <laughs>